morning, we are going to spend some time on Deuteronomy chapter 8. So if you have any Bibles with you, you can open to Deuteronomy chapter 8, and you put a placeholder there, we will come back to that in a moment. Deuteronomy chapter 8 gives us a better picture of children of God, children of Israel, getting out of Egypt, coming through the wilderness, and settling down in the blessed land of Canaan. As we are coming to an end of 2020, as we are moving forward to enter into our 2021, for some of us, 2020 was a very tough year, very challenging year. It was a different phase of life altogether. There were many unexpected things would have happened in your life. The many expectations would not have come true during 2020 in your life. And probably you are looking into, to enter into another phase of your life. Nobody wants to continue the way you have been working, the way you have been doing things in, during 2020. You all expect a change. You all expect a major breakthrough as you enter into your 2021. So I think it's appropriate to spend some time on Deuteronomy chapter 8 this morning because we see their children of Israel were going through from one phase to the other phase in their lives. You know what, it is easy to read through the scriptures and listen to a sermon for one hour and not even getting affected by any of the words that I can speak, I'm going to speak here. It's possible, but at the same time, it is also not easy to miss any of the things that God is telling you, God is telling to a child of God as he or she is standing at the end of a great year, 2020. It's easy to miss what God is saying, but at the same time, it's also not easy to miss because God is speaking. You want to listen. You want to better listen and obey. You want to better listen so that you know what is ahead of you. In this chapter, we see God working in the lives of children of Israel as they crossed through their wilderness. And as they went through the wilderness and came out of the wilderness, and they were settling down in the land of Canaan, you know, God was also reminding them to remember God. You know, we need to be reminded often to remember God. You know, that's the reason you have pastors, that's the reason you have churches, that's the reason you have ministries. You need to be reminded, we all need to be reminded to remember our great God. Wilderness is not a good place to be in. It is a place of loneliness. Wilderness is a place of discouragement. It's a place where you are vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy, attacks of the animals. It is a place of scarcity. You don't have basic necessities met there in the wilderness. It is a place where our expectations are fading away. For some of you, year 2020 had been a wilderness. You started the year with a great expectation, but as you are standing at the end of the year, your expectations have already faded away. It's a place one could easily lose the hope. One could easily lose a little hope that we have on the face of this earth. Whatever situation that you may be in today, maybe you are still in your wilderness. 
or maybe you are just coming out of your wilderness you need to remember that he is the god of wilderness he is the god of your wilderness we can never forget our god of our wilderness and move on to 2020 this morning i would like to title my sermon as remember the god of your wilderness remember the god of your wilderness you know i want to tell you what our christian life is all about life is all about coming out of the house of bondage and going into the land of blessings the earthly canaan i'm talking about coming out of the house of bondage and moving ahead to inherit the blessed earthly the blessed land of earthly canaan but it is not going to happen quickly it's not like a travel from point a to point b today when you you know take your car and start driving you know towards for example truro you know that in 50 minutes you are going to reach truro but it, no coming out of your bondage house of bondage and to be going towards inheriting the land that god has promised you it's not just a travel from point a to point b in fact for children of israel it was a 40 years of travel through the wilderness some of you have just started walking in your wilderness some others are already there in your wilderness and some of us some others even you know you just came out of your wilderness and you started settling down in your earthly canaan it's a journey that all of us are in today and deuteronomy 8 really tells us about you know the kind of journey that we have on the face of this earth coming out of bondage traveling through the wilderness reaching out our to our earthly canaan and living there until the time to go to the heavenly canaan let me repeat that again if we can get the next slide deuteronomy 8 is all about coming out of the house of bondage and start walking in our wilderness you know i'm going to take you through a journey of deuteronomy chapter 8 and i request you to follow me some of us are in the wilderness continuing our journey we travel days after days months after months and years after year assuming that we can reach our earthly canaan and we live there we try to settle down there and try to live there until time comes to go to the heavenly canaan i'm talking about your life and my life on the face of this earth anyone has to clear an exam that is called an entrance exam in order to get into a program now when you are in the program you are again expected to take multiple examinations and there is a final qualifying exam that qualifies you from that program then you can say that yes i have completed that course so we need to go through this wilderness and do you, as we are our journey through the wilderness we need to be tested and we need to be found eligible to enter into our earthly canaan and further we get tested when we live in our earthly canaan that will make us eligible to enter into the eternal canaan or the heavenly canaan and i want you to relate these things to the day-to-day -day living of all of us on the face of this earth 
Sometimes you all have a question, why do I face difficulties when I become Christian? All my friends are doing well. I don't see them going through the struggle that what I'm going through. <coughs> Excuse me, they don't see God. They don't go to church. They don't give to God. You know, but they are so blessed. They don't face the challenges and difficulties that I am facing today. You know, I want you to remember that, remember you started a journey towards your eternal Canaan. You have started a journey towards your heavenly Canaan. You are different. I am different. There is no way I can compare myself or you can compare yourself to somebody who is not seeking God. Now, no means I am trying to say that, you know, they are inferior and you are superior. I am not saying that. But I am saying we are in a different journey altogether. We are in a different track totally. There is no way we can compare. You cannot avoid your wilderness in your life. If you are a chosen generation moving from one place to the other place in order to inherit your earthly Canaan and eventually your heavenly Canaan, you cannot avoid the wilderness. You cannot avoid getting tested in your wilderness. You cannot avoid getting tested in your earthly Canaan before you enter into the heavenly Canaan. I want you to follow me very closely this morning. I pray that God may reveal this to you. God will certainly bless you in this world, in your earthly Canaan, before you get out of your wilderness, before you get out of your earthly Canaan. Once you're out of your wilderness, there's a great blessing. You know, all the promises that God speaks, all the God promises that God has given concerning prosperity, all the promises that God has given concerning health and wealth. You know, God will enable you, God will strengthen you to experience those things on the face of this earth. Children of Israel, they were so blessed when they reached Canaan. You know, if that is true, that is so true in your life and my life. So you are tested in your wilderness in order to enter your earthly Canaan. And you are again tested in your earthly Canaan in order to enter into the heavenly Canaan. Just keep this in mind. Back to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Now when we exegete or when we interpret such a scripture portion from the Old Testament, you know, we have to keep few things in mind. Old Testament is a foreshadow of the things that are taking place in the New Testament, including what you are going through in your life today. Old Testament is a foreshadow. Now, when you read and understand, study Old Testament scriptures, scriptures we don't try to spiritualize every word. We don't try to spiritualize every sentence. We don't need to do that. But instead, we understand the spiritual significance of the Old Testament events in a broader context so that we don't miss anything that God is telling today to the churches. You know, this morning I want to outline my sermon, outline Deuteronomy 8 for our easy understanding. There are three sections we see in Deuteronomy chapter 8, living in your wilderness, living in your earthly Canaan, and there are possibilities that you may forget God of your wilderness. And this morning I believe that God may speak to us. Let's move further. Let's, number one, let's talk about living in your wilderness. Living in your wilderness. In your wilderness, you will be tested by God to see if you qualify to inherit your earthly Canaan. Let's read, let's open up Deuteronomy chapter 8, 
Why are you in your wilderness? Why are you in your wilderness today? You know, some of us are going through our wilderness. Terrible. Some of us are going through, you know, a very discouraging situation in our lives. You have so many promises, so many desires unfulfilled in your lives. And this morning you are trying and sitting and listening to me. What is this God? What am I going through on the face of this? And I believe this morning God is speaking to you. Why are you in your wilderness? Let's read Deuteronomy verses, chapter 8 verses 1 through 3. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in, the, in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. Verse 2. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Verse 3. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you known that know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. You know, these scriptures answer, if you read that very carefully, you will find an answer. Why are you in your wilderness? If you can see the next slide, verses 1 through 3, these scriptures they talk about that gives an answer for you. Why are you in your wilderness? Number one, to humble you. Number two, to test you. Number three, to know what is in your heart. Number four, that you know, allow God allowed many of many wants or many unfulfilled desires in your lives to teach you many of the spiritual truths in your lives. For example, he allowed you to hunger. Children of Israel were made you to hunger. Made, God made them to hunger. And he fed with his manna. You know, just to make them known that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. You know, God is allowing certain things in your lives so that he can discipline you, he can test you, and he can find out what is in your heart, what is inside of us, when you follow God. And he will also give you insight into the spiritual truths that you are supposed to know. Listen to me carefully. Scripture cannot be more explicit than this to tell you why you are living in your wilderness. Moses, I consider him as a great prophet, speaking into the lives of you know future generation including our generation concerning what we are going through today in our lives a prophetical word of Moses is what we listen and we read from the scripture portion God doesn't really want you to go to another prophet today to fix your problem a prophet cannot fix your problem because you are in your wilderness your doctor cannot fix your problem because you are living in your wilderness you cannot go to a lawyer to get your problem solved, sorted out. He cannot do it. He cannot be fixed that way. Listen to me. When you are wilderness, no one can fix your problem. Only God can. Because you are not just an ordinary man and woman. You are moving forward towards your eternal canon. Only God can fix your problem. Because he has a purpose for you to be in your wilderness. What is the purpose of your wilderness? 
Number one, to humble you. There is so much of pride in all of us. We have so much of pride within us. The way we talk, the way we think about ourselves, the attitude of knowing everything, I know everything. I can do everything by myself, I can achieve everything by myself. I don't need to depend on anybody. I don't need a church, I don't need a pastor, I don't need any guidance. I can do everything by myself. Sometimes even, you know, the pride is so high in our life that we even treat our fellow men not as a human because he doesn't look like me. Because he doesn't come from my country. Because he doesn't speak the same language that I speak. Sometimes even we don't consider others because they don't worship the way we worship. Your wilderness God has allowed you, put you in the wilderness for you to come down from your loftiness. For you to humble yourself. Children of Israel were in the wilderness because they need to know how to be submissive to the leadership. They need to know how to humble themselves. They need to know how to listen to the voice of the Lord. Otherwise, how, what God is going to do, taking them and putting them into the land of Canaan, they will make a mess there. You know, this morning God is working in your life when you are in your wilderness because he can't take you just as you are into the eternal heaven and you will make a mess there i will make a mess there if i if i go in the same way god had to work in our lives in your wilderness you learn to humble yourself otherwise what really happened to lucifer will happen to us we read that from isaiah chapter 14 this is what Lucifer said. You know, when I read the scripture yesterday, a day before, it was an eye-opening for eye-opener for me. I have read this many times, but I never understood in this way. In this way, Isaiah chapter 14, verses 13. You know, this is what Lucifer said. What did he say? For you have said in your heart, God is telling Lucifer, this is what you said in your heart. What did he say? I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation of the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. You know, this is how Lucifer talked. This is how Lucifer thought. I want you to notice how many eyes are used there. I will exalt into heavens. I will exalt my thrones above the stars of God. I will also sit at the mount of the congregation. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Five times in one verse or in two verses, he used five times I. The more we use I in our conversations, we reflect the characteristics of Lucifer. I can do this, I can do that, I can achieve this, I can be like this. You know, God wants us to humble ourselves. When I listen to people talking at times, you know, I wonder where this pride comes from. At times even I worry about, wonder about myself, where this pride is hiding. At times it takes its ugly head. You know, this is known to some of our lives, that we have so much of pride within us. 
There is so much of spiritual pride among believers. I know my God. You know, he talks to me. He speaks to me. You don't know what I'm going through in my life. You don't have a clue about it. It's, be, it's between me and my God. It's only I, through, I go through this hell on the face of this earth. You know, you are angry at God. You are angry at people. You are angry even within yourself. Inside of you, you have so much of frustration. Nothing is satisfying you. There is no contentment. Always complaining and always murmuring. And this morning, God is taking the children of Israel through their wilderness to teach them humbleness. Your wilderness is to humble you down. Your wilderness continues until you start walking in humility. Until you start humbling yourself down. Until you start removing the, start removing the I factor from your life. I usually tell people, when more than one person is standing together in prayer, don't pray I, pray we. It makes a huge difference. We have a personal relationship with our Lord God, but we also need to have a relationship with our fellow believers. God never said that you just be with you and your God. God said that, you know, we need to be worked together as a kingdom people. Then only we can recite together. We need to remove the life factor from our lives. You are not going to get out of your wilderness until you humble yourself down. Not only that, God also tests. Scripture says he tests us to see whether we are real or fake. He tests to know what is in our heart. Children of Israel were taking, taken through the wilderness because God wanted to test what is in their hearts. Many times we sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. But when discouragement comes on our way, when sickness comes on our way, what is in our heart, what is inside of us is going to come out. It's going to come out and God wants to test. He does that really. He does that. He wants us to be tested and found faithful. You know, only the hungry seek food. Withholding food is for someone to feel the pain. God was withholding food from them. Children of Israel, they started feeling the pain of hunger. And now he wanted to teach the importance of God's word. And then he said, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Many unfulfilled desires are inside of you. And God allowed those unfulfilled desires inside of many of us to teach the scriptural truths that we don't learn otherwise. You know, everything is delaying in your life. Everywhere, wherever you go, you face failures. Rejection by family members. Ill-treated by husband. Ill-treated by in-laws. It's all for you. To know more truth about God. He made you to hunger. He made you to suffer the lack of those things that you desire in your life. Because God wants you to depend on him. Hunger may learn. Through hunger children of Israel learned to depend on God. They need to wait on God. They need to humble themselves before God. To see when the manna is going to fall from heaven. Now God provided manna. And you know what? For them, they have not labored. 
and they started eating manna. They were not doing any work. They just started having only food. In your wilderness, there are times that you feel good about the presence of God, being in the presence of God. You know, some of us really long for spiritual experiences. Some of us really long for the spiritual ecstasies in our lives. We want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We want to experience heaven on earth. You know, we want to, we want to clap hands and feel rejoicing and get drunk in the Holy Spirit. You know, it's all good. It's all good. It's all like manna falling from heaven. But there is something more than that. That's known as learning the truth. God is taking us to a time of hunger. God is taking us to time to, to a time of lack of what you desire in your lives because he wanted you to know, learn some of the spiritual truths in your wilderness. God wants you to learn the truth. What is the truth? This is the truth. We cannot always wait for our manna to fall from heaven. It's not going to fall forever. It is going to stop at some point of time and then you should be able to take your word and draw your manna from your word. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that is spoken by God. Whatever you lack in your wilderness, there is a spiritual truth that God is trying to reveal you. If you are a real student of the word of God, if you are a real child of God, you will take your notebook and you will write it down. This is the area I am suffering. This is the area my desire is not fulfilled. Lord, what am I teaching? What am I learning now? What are you trying to teach me now? Put it down and write it down. That's the truth God wants you to know. Until you know the truth, we are not going to get out of our wilderness. One who is in the wilderness, need spiritual truth not just experience listen to me simply encouraging them to pray in tongues is not going to help here encourage them to study the word of god studying the word of god is very important we need to encourage people not just to get filled in the holy spirit but to study the word this is going to take you out of your wilderness now being all this said all this are said is God really abandoning you when you are in the wilderness? He is not. Let's go back and read verses 4 and 5. Your garments, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 4 and 5. Your garments did not wear out on you. Nor did your foot swell these 40 years. Verse 5. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. As a father chastens his son, the Lord God is chastening his children. During our wilderness, God is not a us. In fact, God is so good to us, our garments are not wearing off, our foot is not swollen. We still experience miracles in our wilderness. Children of God, they experience a lot of miracles in their wilderness. Miracles are not the sign that you are living in your canon. Miracles not really a sign. Miracles, in fact, they, miracles, miracles don't tell you anything. Only his word speaks to you. During your wilderness, he takes care of you. He provides you what you need. 
there is a supernatural provision at times where there is no there is a scarcity of water there was water scarcity of food scarcity of meat everything was given and provided and he was holding the children of Israel as a father holds the sons of his hands he was chastening as a father would do it for his children let's also read verses 15 and 16 Deuteronomy chapter 8 who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water who brought water for you out of the flinty rock verse 16 who fed you in the wilderness with manna which your fathers did not know that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end your wilderness is not to destroy you you know some of you are making a quick decision in your life to get out of it you are thinking in your heart this is very difficult this is very hard to follow I never thought when I turned to Christianity and I, I somebody spoke to me it's going to be a blessing for you in your life from this day onwards when you dip yourself inside the water and when you come out of it you know always there's going to be a blessing in your life somebody told me somebody in fact prophesied over me where are those blessings in your wilderness God is blessing you and God is also chastening you but not to destroy you so never talk about quitting from this God is working in your life his protection his provision and you know what finally the scripture says everything is going to be good Romans 8 28 whatever God is doing in your life everything is going to work out for good but hold on do not go away from God do not move ahead by your own decisions hold on to God number two let's talk about living in your earthly canaan living in your earthly canaan we need to go quickly from verses 6 to 7 6 through 17. therefore you shall keep the commandments of the lord your god to walk in his ways and to fear him just follow me verse 7 <coughs> excuse me deuteronomy chapter 8 for the lord your god is bringing you into a good land and land of brooks of water of fountains and springs that flow out of the valleys and hills what a blessed land it is a land of wheat and barley and wines and fig trees and pomegranates a land of olives olive oil, olive oil and honey a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity in which you will lack nothing a land whose stones are iron and out of the out of whose hills you can dip, uh, dig copper when you have eaten and are full when you shall bless the lord your god for the good land which he has given you beware that you do not forget the lord your god by not keeping his commandments his judgments and his statutes which i have commanded you today lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwelled in them verse 13 and when your herd herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied when your heart is lifted up and you forget the lord your god who brought you out of the land of egypt from the house of bondage who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water who brought water from you for you out of the flinty rock verse 16 who fed you in the wilderness with manna which your father did not know that he might humble you and he might test you to do you good in the land and verse 17 then you say in your heart my power 
and the mighty might of my hand have gained me this wealth. Number two, God is telling us, when we live in your earthly Canaan, you experience insufficiency in your wilderness, but when you qualify, when you humble yourself, when you allow God to test you and you, you are found good in the, in the test, you allow, you recognize those areas where God is trying to teach you spiritual truths and you are hand, able to learn those spiritual truths in your life. You're able to get out of your wilderness. You come to your earthly Canaan. In your wilderness, you experience insufficiency. But in your earthly Canaan, you experience plenty. You know, this is a promise of God. That God is going to bless you on the face of this earth before you are gone. In your wilderness, sickness all the time. But in your earthly Canaan, there is healing. There is health available. In your wilderness, you have relationship struggles. But in your earthly Canaan, you are really doing pretty good in your family. But you need to hold on to God until he has done with you in your wilderness, in your earthly Canaan. Again, you remember you are going to get tested. Because God had to qualify you to take you into the heavenly Canaan. But when children of Israel entered into Canaan, when God started testing them, how do they behave in the midst of their sufficiency? Where their heart is when they have everything in plenty? Let's talk a little bit about the blessings of your earthly Canaan. Your earthly Canaan is a place that you have been longing for. You may or may not be required really to immigrate to another land to inherit your earthly cane. And I'm not talking about it. One fine morning you will realize that your prayers are getting answered. I don't know where you are today in terms of you know, where your life on the face of this earth. I'm not sure whether you are still in your wilderness. Or you just came out of your wilderness and you one fine morning you opened and you know you open the mail and you see answers for your prayer one after the other and you can't even believe with your own eyes the way God is establishing you it's only just happening all of a sudden we talk about it's the will of God we may say that it is the timing of God but whatever it may be God has brought you out of your wilderness you see divine favor wherever you go whichever door you go and knock you see favor you see favor your long-term desires are coming true you already almost forgotten those things you gave up on those things you don't want them anymore you are not praying for it anymore you just thought that you are not going to get that at all on the face of this earth but those things are coming back alive to you you would have also noticed in your spiritual walk with the lord there are things that you will desire for and pray about it god will not give you when you have so much affinity affection to those things but there will be a time of mind you just let them go and you will not worry about it anymore you know in fact you don't want it anymore and that's the time god will bring those things in your life that's how god works when you are in your wilderness and when you come out of your wilderness joseph was around 17 years old when God gave him the dream that he's going to be a king over Israel. God gave him the dream, I'm sorry, he's going to be a king over some land. But he was 30 years old 
when he became a governor of Egypt, 13 years of being in the wilderness in the life of Joseph, David was anointed by Saul, Saul sorry, anointed after Saul to be a king at the age of somewhere between 15 and 17. And he was just waiting for when Samuel came and anointed David as a king over Israel after Saul. But he had to wait for 13 to 15 years until really he became a king at the age of 30. So during those 15 years, David was living in his wilderness. I don't know how long you have been living in your wilderness. But that's how God works. Let's read verses 6. We read that already, 6 through 13. When children of Israel came to Canaan, what are the blessings they found? They found a very good landscape. They found a very good land, a land with brooks of water. They found fountains and springs that flows out of valleys and hills. They found a beautiful land when they came into their earthly Canaan. A land, land of plenty in terms of its resources. A land of wheat and barley, wines and fig trees and pomegranates. A land of olive oil and honey. A land where they can find bread everywhere. There is no scarcity of bread for bread. They lack nothing, in fact. A land which has precious stones. Iron came out of the land and hills. If they dig in the hills, they could find copper, all the resources. You know, when God starts blessing you, you will find everything in your life. Everything is in alignment. Everything is falling in place. Everywhere you see the, you, you hear the, you, you get the favor of God and you will start living in the land of plenty. Houses and dwellings, you could build beautiful houses and you could establish your lives. You know, some of you have been longing to build your own house, but remember the time is not yet. You are still living in your wilderness. You need to humble yourself. You need to allow God to test and get out of your wilderness so that you, God, will bless you with all these such things. Multiplication. God started multiplying. You know, some of you have been praying for your future generation, your offsprings. You are still living in your wilderness. You need to come out of your wilderness. Then God will multiply. There's a multiplication of herds. Multiplication of descendants, wealth, and everything was multiplied. Now the test is coming to them. Some of us have been living in our earthly Canaan for quite some time now. Our hearts have been settled down for the worldly things. Now God had to test you again. Verse 14 through 17, we read that, as we read that. Now God tested, start, started testing their hearts. And God wanted to know if they still remember their God who brought them out of the wilderness. Or the God wanted to see if their hearts are fixed with the wealth of the land. If their hearts are fixed with the blessings of the land that God has given. You know, God will test us again to see whether we see God. God will test us again to see whether we are faithful to our call. God will test us again to see whether we are serving God, whether we are giving to God, whether we are supporting the kingdom work of God on the face of this earth. God will continue to test you. 
even when we are living in your earthly Canaan and God will continue to allow you to be tested and as the scripture says if you again found to be prideful it's saying that because of my strength because of my ability because of my talent because of you know what could what I could do because of my influence I gained all the things that I had today in my life now if you if you you know become prideful if you lift your hearts above what God could do in your life God will again test you before we enter into our eternal canon Psalm 62 verse 10 says the psalmist says in the second part of Psalm 62 verse 10 <coughs> excuse me if riches increase do not set your heart on them you know there's a time that you know riches are going to increase in your life there's a time that God is going to bless you if you have been longing for that blessing hold on to God he will bless you but when that happens in your life do not fix your eyes do not set your heart on the riches if you fail in this in this test we will not be able to enter into our eternal Canaan let's also talk about many people forgetting God of their wilderness let's read quickly verses 18 to 20 and you shall remember Deuteronomy 8 verse 18 and you shall remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day was ending then it shall be if you by any means forget the Lord your God you know as we are entering into another year as we are entering into 2020 God wants us to know the desire of his heart God wants us to know what we are supposed to do supposed to know at the end of this year before we enter into new year listen to me carefully verse 19 then it shall be if you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them up serve them and worship them I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish as the nations which the Lord destroys before you so you shall perish because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God when you are in your earthly Canaan if you forget the God who brought you out of your wilderness if you forget the God who took care of you in your wilderness if you fail to keep his commandments his judgments and his statutes according to verse 11 if you follow other gods and worship him worship them listen to me the god of wealth if you start going behind the god of wealth god of work if you start going behind the god of work forgetting church and forgetting the call of god in your life and forgetting the work that you are supposed to do in his kingdom if you go behind other gods and the other goddesses of this world the god of living selfish not worrying about what is happening to others the god of popularity and fame not giving glory which is due unto god alone the god of culture and lifestyle involving those things into your life which god hates if we do all these things god is saying he will destroy us in the same way he destroyed those nations they rose against God they were considered as enemies of God what had happened to those nations will happen to the children of Israel God is continuing to test our lives 
And now if you are found faithful in the test, if you remember his covenants, if you remember his commandments, judgments and statutes, if you remember the God of your wilderness, he will qualify you to go into the eternal heaven. Children of God, we are, we are already on the track. We are totally in a different track. We are following our master who went ahead of us into the eternal heaven. It is a call of God on your life and my life to follow him no matter what comes on our way. Do not murmur, do not complain, but just follow knowing that your wilderness not, is not over yet. Putting all this together, Proverbs chapter 23 verses 4 and 5, reading from NLT before we close. Proverbs 23 verses 4 and 5, Solomon says, with all his wisdom, do not wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. I don't know what it means to you. God may be asking you, it's time, it's enough that you earned enough in your life. One of your family members is able to make your family survive through. It may be time to quit for you to start doing the work of God. Verse 5, in the blink of an eye, wealth will disappear, for it will sprout wings and fly away like an eagle. Wealth cannot stay with you. What a wisdom we learn from these scriptures. I want you to listen before we close. Proverbs chapter 30, verses 7, and 7 through 9, reading from NIV, just to make it easy for you. Proverbs 30, verses 7 through 9. What a beautiful scripture this is. Let this be our prayer today. <coughs> the wise man is asking God, I need two things. Two things I ask of you, Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. I want those two things, Lord, before I die. Number one, keep falsehood and lies far from me. Lord, I tend to say lie for my immigration, for my work permit, for my employment. I tend to alter my resume. Lord, he's praying, keep falsehood and lies away from me. Doesn't matter whether you get job or not. I want to be truthful. He's praying for that. You need to pray too. And secondly, he's praying, give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Was not otherwise, what will happen? I may have to too much, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? People who are brought out of their wilderness and God helped them to settle in their earthly Canaan. They started fixing their eyes on the wealth of the world. They were thinking about, you know, which house I can build. I need to build a house which can be better than or bigger than somebody else. When you start fixing your eyes on that, what is the risk of doing it? After some time, I may even disown God. Same thing that happened to Peter may happen to you. And you may start asking, who is Lord? What are you talking about? Who is he? I don't even know. Solomon is praying, Lord, and that did not happen in my life. I, I remember a man of God was praying, Lord, before I deny you, kill me, Lord. Before I deny you, if there is any opportunity, Lord, let me go out of this world, but let me not deny you. Secondly, he says, or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. What you need and what I need is my daily bread. Just to summarize as we pray, 
as we are about to enter into the new year god wants us to know there are tests on our way it doesn't matter whether we live in our wilderness or we live in our earthly canaan god tests us in the wilderness to see if we humble ourselves to see if our hearts what is inside of our hearts and to test us and to you know, walk us through the time of lack in our lives so that we may learn the spiritual truths god tests us in our earthly canaan to see if we continue to follow god if we still love him if we still serve him god continue to serve or we start going behind those material blessings in our earthly canaan he continue to test us and continue to see if we continue to depend on god or we are saying that i achieved everything by my own strength it is important to remember the god of your wilderness and it is important to humbly walk along with him as he takes us into the next year obeying his commandments obeying following his judgments and his statutes if not if we don't qualify we cannot enter into the eternal canaan instead word of god says he will destroy us we don't want to be destroyed following god all along so many years and god is cautioning us before we enter into the next year blessings are on the way that is the promise of god nobody can deny the blessings from the child of god but you need to know where you are today where you whether you are in your wilderness or your earthly canaan and they have given you enough information enough advice today what we need to do in order to get out of your wilderness get into your earthly canaan all that we said is summarized in one scripture as we read that and close micah chapter 6 verse 8 if you can read that with me micah chapter 6 verse 8 he has shown you oh man what is good and what does the lord require of you but to do justly to love mercy and to walk humbly with your god it's a question i'm just make i'm, I'm just coming to an end here so i'm not throwing a question and saying that this is what god expects from you do justice love mercy and walk in humiliation it humbleness with your god that will take you out of your wilderness and put you in your earthly canaan and there you will see blessings in your life shall we all just close our eyes as we close in prayer